0: What's going on, EPW Nation? It's your boys from the Everything College Basketball Podcast, Josh and Peyton. Here to remind you all that college basketball season is right around the corner. Yes, we finally know. It's right around the corner. And Peyton, there's only one place people should go for all the college basketball excitement. Well, Josh, the only place to find all college basketball hoops all the time is everything college basketball. Everything College Basketball can be listened to on several podcast hosting sites like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And we can also be found on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Everything College Basketball.
1: Yes, make sure you're joining the group with
0: a, a couple other hundred people and growing by the day as we march into year number three of the Everything College Basketball networking system. Now, let's get back to Conrad, and everything pro wrestling.
1: Once again, you already know what it is, and you already know where you have reached. We're a little bit late, but we're just trying to get some last-minute pieces to the puzzle in place. It's your boy, Sean Hubbard of Hubbard Wrestling Weekly. To my immediate left, my good friend, my brother, my co-host, Conrad Cushman of everything pro wrestling. We are in the building for another big time episode, episode 27. My mix is one nine in a row. That doesn't mean anything towards this show, but I'm just throwing it in there because I feel good about it. And at the end of the day, I hope you guys feel good too. That's some Pro wrestling revolution was last night. We're going to get into some AEW stuff. We're going to talk about the history of the Iron Man match and how that matches up to what happened last night between Brian Danielson and MJF, we got that and a whole lot more coming up right now. My brother Conrad dropped that thing
0: Yep. What up though? Okay, absolutely loving it, man. Loving it. Sean, Sean, take a step back, bro. Oh. Man, what's okay. the, what's okay. the fit, bro? What is that? What is that? This is the new Hubbard
1: Wrestling Weekly merchandise. Hot off the presses. I want to give a big thank you to everybody who has supported. I've gotten a hundred new subscribers on YouTube in the last 10 days internationally and the t-shirt sales were beyond any of my uh my thought process as far as what i thought would go down i want to give a big shout out yep, conrad i appreciate you i want to give a big shout out and a, a massive shout out to conrad cushman um you know he's been very supportive as i've embarked on this new journey with the merchandise this show has been a major major Upswing, and um, I'm so thankful to everybody who listens, to watches this show, who watches my show, who watches Conrad's show. Um, we become a tag team. Big shout out to Derek too, um, who's my uh, my brother Conrad's other tag team partner. People like the Mountie, and there's so many others, man. But I want to give a big shout out to everybody listening. The merch is a big deal. Seeing my logo out there is just really kind of blowing me away in the best possible way. Conrad, I appreciate you, my guy. Thank you so much.
0: You don't, you don't have to appreciate me. The link is down below if you want to get some merch from either of our stores. Hop right in there. Uh, his store is right next to mine now. So when you go down there, both the stores are right next to each other. And it just says, we've got some cool merch here with a little T-shirt emoji. So if you guys yes. are interested, and you can get more than shirts. You get yourself a nice cup. Maybe, maybe you like to drink a lot of water like me. Get yourself a <laughs> mug. Who knows? You get a pillow. You get a pillow. Maybe you want to <laughs> sleep next to the logos. I don't know. Maybe you need a pillow. All right? Do. do what you got to do. Get yourself some merch. We appreciate everybody who's in here. Uh, Derek was the first one in the house saying, yo, 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 like this is MTV Raps. I appreciate yes. you, Derek. Derek Shout oh out to God. Derek. He's the biggest trios wrestling fan Ever since last night, I appreciate it. It made me feel good to hear him have to say that his favorite match of the night was a trios match. As a trios hater that he is, it felt great for him to have to say that. No doubt. My guy Joel, Joel, listen. I fresh Baldy today for you. Put some put some good aromas on it. I even shaved the sides today. And I never shaved the sides. I got That's a cut too. Does that count? Or are we talking about two different No, there? you're always fresh. See, okay, when sorry. I do it, it's you got to see when you look bad and then you upgrade yourself, it goes, you're like, boom, boom. You're always just <laughs> steady. I'm worried if you don't have a fresh cut. I'm worried, Sean. <laughs> My man, Sir Quills, in the chat. What's up, Conrad? What up, Sean? What up, chat? Ready for another episode of Clash of the Podcast? What yes, up, Quills? Yes. Much appreciated, bro. Appreciate you, you, bro. Much appreciated. Derek saying hubs, my guy. <laughs> Derek, you become one of my favorites, brother. Appreciate you. Don't don't say that to him, Sean. It goes to his, oh. head. Goes to his head. <laughs> Eric Douglas. What's up, Eric? Uh, are y'all enjoying haters title run? Not as much as I thought I would. I'll explain why. Ooh, don't come here with the harshness. I like Jamie Hater. I'm feeling the title run. How about you, Sean? I, I like Jamie Hater as well, and I appreciate Connor. Welcome to the show, my man. Connor, what up? McKinney in the house, y'all. Here to talk wrestling and let y'all know I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo, sir. What's up? What's going on, McKinney? Welcome. And last one who is up in here, my man Doug, throwing up the hand sign. What up, Doug? Can we get Sean to join the Derek order? I don't know if the Derek order is still going strong, man. When the Dark Order was popping, Derek made that shirt; it was selling. I don't know now. Derek's making those moves, though, man. Um, I appreciate him for his designs and everything he has contributed. Yes. Uh, Matt Lopez in the house. Hello. Good evening, everybody. What up, Matt? Let us get into the show, shall we? Yes. By the way, hold Hold on. on. Hold on. I got to show some love. We got some more shilling to do. First, I got to show some love to uh, my boys here. Uh, big shout out to Montese. Uh He does the intro theme for my Dynamite stream. And Montese works with Swerve the Realist, Swerve Strickland, uh, Rich Ladder, who I've also interviewed, producer for a lot of wrestling themes. Uh, rumor has it, you didn't hear this from me, but you might be hearing some of their songs in the AEW video game coming out, nice. Link Face. Nice. Uh, Montese does Sammy Guevara's theme. You can hear Rich Ladd on a lot of these other themes. Uh, John Connor used to be signed to Dr. Dre, if you remember him from a few years ago. Uh, Always show love. And then we've got some guy from the WWE known as Frank. Uh, you might know him as Top Dollar. And we also have Brianna Brandy as well. They just put out a new music video. Went up today. Uh, show them some love on Swerve City. They're putting out great stuff. And and Sean's putting out great stuff. We got a new Pro Wrestling Legends shirt The legend collection, Sean. Tell them about this, baby. Yeah, man. We're just doing
1: some new funky stuff, man. Some real cool stuff. The vibe is real. Want to show love to all the legends. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's some that I probably missed. There might be some in there that you would be like, why are they in there? But I think I got it right for the most part. Pro wrestling legends. We got the boxing line coming out. We got the MMA line coming out. It's it's really good. I've already sold about a handful of shirts of this pro wrestling legend shirt. Already and I just dropped it yesterday. So we're calling it the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Legends collection. This is the first installment
0: and um hope you guys like it, man. Appreciate you, Conrad. No, I like that. You know what it gives me vibes of? What's no that? mercy. It gives me no mercy vibes. Uh, if you remember the nice. intro from it where all the legends names were coming across the screen, okay. the rock. I like that. So happy accident. Yes, yes. And he's also got some great ones. As you can see, the shirt that he's wearing, but he also has some uh, affirmations collection as well. I like that he has the names for the collection as well. This yeah. is very well thought Good morning out.
1: You're professional, bro. You know what I'm saying? You taught me that with the podcast. We're just taking it to a new level with the merch.
0: Get you some. Yes. Listen, we're here to talk wrestling, though. Yes. And tonight's topics, man, um, the first one that I kind of wanted to get into, uh, we kind of came to an agreement on some of these, but... With with this one for sure, I feel like we need to bring this up because I really wanted your opinions on this because I've seen some back-and-forth discord across all of the wrestling community with this. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes being involved in the Cody and Roman Reigns storyline. Right. Now, you know how I feel. Cody Rhodes' father is one of the greatest of all time that is cody rhodes father you may not believe it when you see it because cody doesn't look like this cody is an in shape pretty fit dude dusty rhodes is out here looking like me if i was out there being a wrestler and i have no issue with that because i think you need diverse characters at wrestling but dusty Rhodes was one of the best talkers that you will ever meet he could excite a crowd there are uh there's a twitter page and mckinney knows because we send each other clips from it no context dusty And Dusty on the promos was one of the best. He would go out there, he'd wind and die with kings and queens and slept in alleyways and a poking beans. Dusty Rhodes is one of the best. And if you ever remember, he's had great moments with his son, Dustin Rhodes, in WCW. When Dustin and him did the – they were going to team up to be partners, I think, for war games in, like, 93, 94, Mm -hmm. one of the best moments, if you've never seen it on Saturday night. Really cool, and I thought that it was great. Um, but when you look at this, how do you feel with the constant involving of Dusty? Because Cody, at one point in AEW, said, Don't bring up my father, he didn't want to talk about his father. He actually hates when people do the impressions. I'm sorry, I can't help but do the Dusty, but yeah, Cody, you know, it's, it's not in love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I think Cody just says he probably hears it every day, and I yeah. get it, yeah. he hears it every day. But what do you feel? Number one, about the American dream himself. And what do you feel about the involvement in this storyline? Is it too much that this is all about Dusty? Because, well, I'll get more into it in a second. Let me get your thoughts first. Well, I mean,
1: I I think we're on a slippery slope, Conrad. And I think you're kind of going down the right path here as it relates to the concern um, for where this thing could go. Uh, I'm going to take it to the extreme because I thought about this all day. And I really dug into it as it relates to um, some possible comparisons. And I'm kind of comparing it to the Booker T, Triple H storyline from 2003. How the heck does that correlate? Well, it was just an uncomfortable situation. Now, that was more uncomfortable, right? And we all know how Triple H, you know, doing what he did. And then Booker T losing at WrestleMania. And the way he lost at WrestleMania was just completely ridiculous all three factors just made it unbearable to watch but you may say to yourself well one was extreme and you know how does it correlate well from a storyline perspective they're two completely different things but i'm just talking about when you go down a road like they're going down with dusty now you're kind of pigeonholing yourself right conrad you're putting yourself in a position where now cody has to win because if cody doesn't win Not only is Cody falling short, but the legacy of the Rhodes family is falling short because because you've involved him so much, God rest his soul, in this narrative. You've really plugged away and plugged away and plugged away at the narrative of Dusty and the legacy and the Rhodes family and gold dust and how the family has never been able to capture that brass ring, even though I consider the NWA World Heavyweight Championship a major brass ring. But in the world of sports entertainment, the WWE is number one. So at the end of the day, you're putting yourself in a bad spot where if Cody loses, what does that say about the Rhodes family? Now we all know anybody who has halfway decent knowledge of professional wrestling would never talk poorly about the Rhodes family. We all know how good they are. We all know how amazing Dusty was. Once again, God rest his soul. Dustin's a really good wrestler, and Cody is, is is just amazing, right? But if Cody goes to Mania and loses this match after all the talk about the Rhodes legacy and Dusty and all this, this, that, and the third, it's not a good look. So my answer to your question is it's fine as long as Cody wins.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Um, We're getting some comments coming in from the chat. Matt Lopez said that he had loved the interaction with Cody Heyman and that Roman Reigns segment on Friday. Uh, Dusty and Dustin tag at the Clash of the Champions in 94 that led to war games with Robert Parker. Uh, Crappy his pants. I don't know what that means. Listen. I was talking about the stud stable.
1: Was was there a segment
0: where that happened? Dustin, Dustin, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what it ended up leading to, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you this: with Robert Parker, there there was something more in them pants that if you ever find out from them shoe interviews. They said when he walked around backstage, wow. they're like, "Oh, this oh, man, wow. this man walked." Well, I'm just letting you know, <laughs> there, there might have been a hog in them pants. I don't know. That's all I'm oh, just saying. God. I don't. I don't talk bad about Colonel Robert Parker. Sister Sherry was hanging for a reason. That's hey. all. I'm gonna just leave <clears> it at that. I hear that. Uh, McKinney says the way they're using him is great, but it can come on kind of thick. But when Cody said, I'm just trying to win a world title and everybody wants to make it personal, made it fit. Now it's got to be on him. Right. True. True. Uh, Cody brought Dusty into the story from the start. Roman and Paul are pulling punches personally. I think they shouldn't pull. Conrad, you know where I'm coming from. Uh, Quills says, Cody and Roman Reigns had a really good segment this past on SmackDown. Um, Dusty and Dusty Rose shouldn't be involved in the story. Just keep between Cody and Roman and focus on wrestling. I don't see the real question is, is there a better story to tell with Dusty not being in? Because the real story here is, and this is a bad story probably to tell, and this is why they're not going that route. Cody had to leave. To become the man to get this done. What does that tell you if you're on this roster and you're stuck in the middle? You need to leave and then come back if you want to be the top dog. And that's crazy to me. That's it crazy. Is. It is, but it's also accurate.
1: It also It's also accurate. Unless Vince puts his stamp of approval on you, unless you're a big 300-pound guy and you fit the description and you fit the look, they're not going to give you an opportunity until you go out, you know, i.e. Cody Rhodes, i.e. Drew McIntyre. You got to go ahead, make a name for yourself elsewhere, and then come back if you want to come back. Now, you know how I feel about people who come back. You you tell me I'm not good enough. You're only going to tell me that one time, and you can kiss my tail the rest of the way. But if you choose to come back, maybe you'll end up in the mid-event of WrestleMania. But then again, maybe you'll end up in the mid-event of WrestleMania and then lose.
0: Or maybe you're being used, which yeah. is what I feel this situation is. Yeah. You're, you're the bait. Is is Cody the guy if he wins the title, or is it still Roman? Roman Reigns is still the guy. Roman That's Reigns what I'm saying. You're 100%. just bait. Yep, 100%. You're bait for AEW, guys. Uh, Derek's not a fan. I see in the chat. I will not be putting that comment up, Derek. We will not be tolerating slander at this moment. Uh, let me see here. McKinney said, I love Roman's dusty impersonation Friday. I want y'all to know that that Roman Reigns stuff they're bringing up is kind of true. Dusty told him he was gonna be a star. He cut a promo. The rumor is Roman cut a promo in NXT. They were all looking at him like, "What did bro just say?" And Dusty stood up and was like, "That kid is money. Right. He is money." And but he there knew is, is one element
1: to the story, though. I, I don't think. I, I I don't think. You know but- wrestling. Eighty yeah.
0: percent truth, twenty percent lie. There's a right, little lie always in Dusty there.
1: Dusty was very fond of his son. Very fond of his son. As a matter of fact, the black sheep, from what I've read, is Dusty. Dusty. I mean, Dustin.
0: Yeah, Dustin and I him. think Dustin and him have a, a. See, this is a different type of relationship too. And this is where this is getting too personal, probably into it. But they have different mothers. You know what I mean? That's They're like getting, a yeah, whole yeah, there's other. A lot of X factors to it, which we will not get into. And, 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 you know, when Dusty's in his prime, how did Dustin feel versus Cody knew his father as, oh, he was the great old school retired wrestler who watched. He came to all my wrestling meets. He ain't come to Dustin's football game. You know what I mean? That's it's different. Right. So it's all in how you interpret it. The American dream. Dusty Rhodes did his darndest when he went out there to put on a show for people. Uh, Some people may not have liked him or appreciated him as a booker when you go through and listen to stuff. But Dusty Rhodes was that man. And I think the next important thing to this story in the wrinkle to this story is where do we want them to go next from here? We saw the back and forth with these two Roman reigns has been built up as an unstoppable monster. And I think the match has to deliver on that level. Do you continue with the dusty thing? Because listen, when Cody first came back the night after WrestleMania, WrestleMania, Cody brought up Dusty. He brought up the classic WWWF title that he never got. And he saw his dad and he looked sad about it. We know. So it's part of the story. Dusty's always been part of the story. But does Dusty need to continue being part of this story? Or do you think they break away from this and break off? Like, are you happy with the build to this so far for a WrestleMania match, Sean? Only if Cody wins. Only if Cody wins. It has to lead to a Cody
1: victory. Um... If Cody's going to win, I wouldn't mind if Roman Reigns showed up in a Dusty Rhodes t-shirt. If Cody Rhodes is going to win, I wouldn't mind if Roman Reigns says, you know what, now that your daddy's not here anymore, I'm your daddy now. I wouldn't make it his personal. Pers- you know me, Conrad, on and off camera. You know I like personally run
0: storylines. I'm seeing the the uh, who had it on their locker room wall, personal issues draw money. Was it, yes. was it Bill Watts yes. or Mike Graham? One Absolutely. of those two had that up. And I'm going to take it
1: back, and this is the reason why it correlated to me in 2003. If Booker T wins that
0: match at WrestleMania, I'm fine. We don't talk about that issue as much as we would today as as African-American oh, it we would not, No, question. no we, question. We would not dwell on this because I was like, yo, Booker T's got to win. He as soon as I saw to, that I, racist film, I'm like, he has to win. He ha- like It was like, thank you, Conrad. It was like, Booker T has
1: to win. So so that so that's the thing. Unfortunately, he didn't. And that that will always live in infamy in my mind and yours. But again, Cody Rhodes, Roman can get as dirty and ugly as he wants to. But Cody has to win. He has to win.
0: Um. Oh, my goodness. OK. We got we got some interesting questions coming in and I fully agree with that. I have no issue with the dust because it was brought up, but I saw some interesting discourse on the back and forth on what should be the focal point and whatnot. Okay. What do you guys think of Logan and Cena on Raw tonight? Should be exciting. Yeah, I mean, be- I did have I did have pictures for it here. I, I mean, I there you go, Sean. There you go. I mean, Maybe.
1: I you know how I feel about John Cena.
0: I, I've come
1: to I've come to respect him. He is one of the greatest of all time. I put him on the shirt. I debated about whether I was going to put him on the shirt. <laughs> but um, he's one of the best ever, and I think he's coming back, and I think he wants to do right by um, Austin Theory. Um, I think it would be cool if he won the title and then lost it back to Theory, maybe next pay-per-view or something like that, if he could stick around for a month. But um, I have no problem with John Cena. I
0: do have a problem with Logan Paul. Logan Paul. We'll see what they do tonight. It's, I mean, it's, it's time, man. It's WrestleMania build time. You gotta get people excited. And I'll say this. I mean, I we're gonna we might as well just stick on WrestleMania here for a second. Yeah, sure. Last week, I don't know how you felt, Sean, but I think you kind of described it beforehand. All emotion was taken from me when they were. I'm like, they're really going with Brock Lesnar versus Omos, the dude who they have no build with because Brock Lesnar refused to lose to Bray Wyatt. So last week I was like, yo, Bray doesn't do it for me by Mania. I may have to back it. this dude maybe. I call it Dolph Ziggler. Like I'm I'm done. I'm done caring. Like whatever you do, I don't care. But now I'm starting to think is it his fault? Is he not getting what he was promised? He came in under Triple H with a lot of hype and everything else and he they said they were building towards something. They brought in a Marvel like long story threaded writer to b- help book all this and what ends up happening is the story seems like it's going er, er. Right. nope nope and he has no clear direction what is why is Bobby Lashley his target this makes no sense makes he's no on the opposite show of you
1: it makes no sense at all um I loved it when he came out and said he was challenging the winner um, he said it in Bray Wyatt language, but he, when he said he was challenging the winner, I was fine with that. And I'm not going to lie, as much as I like Bobby Lashley, I was cheering for Brock Lesnar because it was like, yes, Brock and Bray, that's WrestleMania worthy. But then it turns out to be Lashley. You know, and that, you know what that means? Well, yeah, that was a good idea. <laughs> that was a good idea. I wasn't idea. even thinking that this time. You took it there. Thank you, bro. Um yeah, it was like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And now we're talking about Omos being plugged in, which I think is just a ridiculous. I mean, it's questionable to me if Omos should even be on the card, much less wrestling Brock Lesnar. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. I mean, we have Roman and Cody. We, you know, I'm sure, even though I'm not really happy about Seth Rollins and um, and Logan Paul, I know that's going to be a banger because they're both really athletic guys, you know. Obviously, I'm not happy about it, but you know that KO and Sammy are going to face the Usos, which is going to be a banger. But this is going to be a clunker. And if I were Brock Lesnar, I'd be disappointed that I'm going to WrestleMania to do another clunker. Because he's had about four WrestleMania clunkers so far in his career. And I was there for one of them. WrestleMania 20.
0: I hear you. Um, McKinney says, a lot is true, but the false about his love for Cody is can cause someone to get cussed out for not catching Cody on a moonsault. That's my baby boy and you missed. I can't think of the wrestler. I, I'm not sure about that that story right there. Mm. But, you know, Dusty loved Cody, man. He got him in. Cody Cody didn't have to do as much work as others had to. But I'm sure <laughs> Cody had to go through the ringer, too, because he was Dusty's kid. Um, Matt Lopez says Booker T should have won that match. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yep. Yo, McKinney, I can't even front. Hold on, I got to put this picture up with this. Yo, John Yo. Cena is starting to look like Ernest. Yo, that. that's accurate, McKinney. Wow. Yeah, he's starting to that's, – that's a little old school, Ernest, but he, he's got that Ernest going to him. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> McKinney, people are dying at that. Yeah. Uh, Logan and Cena should be exciting on Raw depending on what they do and where they go. I mean, I think their matches are set. They just got to build them up now. Yeah, I think we all know. The B-Boy Skyline said Logan needs some good lawyers for which for which thing? The crypto or something else? Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Omos is trash in all caps. Why is this happening? Sean knows. I mean, we don't. Listen, bro. Vince McMahon is still in charge, bro. Brock called his boy up. He was like the guy he threatened to quit over. He was like, yo, I'm not wrestling this. Why would Brock do this? Number 1, I can go out there and get my match done early. Yeah, open the card with me and him. Oh, I could just F5 him and beat him and that's it. I want someone who's not going to want to do all that John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. When Dean Ambrose like, "Dude, can you at least like do something to me?" No, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> what are what why did I why did I agree to wrestle you? Like, why is this happening then? You're just going to destroy me? That's it. And we that we go I'm home. Hogan who got that Hogan 96 contract. Yeah, man, he just he does what he wants and keeps it moving. Uh, I, I wish Lesnar would go out there because he's a super athletic freak. I don't know if people like have ever seen old school Lesnar. If not, go watch. The dude can wrestle. He can go. He chooses not to. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's brains, but at the same time, if you could put on a better show once in a while, give it to us when the match calls for it. Brock was like, I ain't fighting no puppets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Logan Paul brings in the non-wrestling people. They have used celebrities every year. Paul is better than Trump or Shatner. I, ju- uh, I mean, to clarify, I, I think Logan Paul is an excellent worker. Um, he clearly
1: loves the business. He respects it. I have no problem with Logan Paul as a, as a human being and as a competitor. I just think that WrestleMania slots are precious, absolutely precious. And while there's people on the on the roster that don't you know, don't get to go to WrestleMania out of the sake of Logan Paul being there. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right for Cena. I don't think it's right for The Rock. I don't think it's right for any of these guys, these part-time guys. Austin, Austin did an interview. He was talking about it for last year. He was like, listen, um, I'm doing it because I love the business. I'm doing it because I believe in the Kevin Owens situation, but I, I respectfully don't want to take anybody's spot. He hemmed in hard about that for a long time before he des- decided to write on the dotted line years so well yeah thank thank you for clarifying exactly a long time so that's
0: what i I, wanted that match everybody wanted that punk match do you remember the video game face-off they did where it was like for the attitude era when jim ross narrated that i wanted that match so bad i'm like dude that would be so good austin drinks beer punk doesn't punk's the champ man i was like if you let punk heal it up on him a little bit that would be money you know, they were there. I'm
1: a, I'm a wrestling historian. You guys know that, you know, WrestleMania, you know, WrestleMania one, you know, Ali, God, God rest his soul, the greatest ever. He was a referee. I'm cool with that. You know, WrestleMania three, Bob Euchre. He was an announcer, you know, WrestleMania five. It was uh who was at WrestleMania five, WrestleMania five. It was I can't even remember. WrestleMania
0: towers won. I know Trump was there. Yeah, Trump was. I'm uh-huh. drawing a blank. Um, you know, I'm drawing
1: a blank, but my point is I love it when entertainers and celebrities are involved, even Trump, I'm not going to talk about Trump. My feelings on Trump will not be echoed on this show. You can see my face. All right. But I'm a little um, but Trump, Trump was a manager. I'm fine with that. WrestleMania 23, You shouldn't have guys wrestling matches. At WrestleMania, when there's guys in the locker room who are breaking their backs all year. Conrad,
0: are you feeling me on this? I, I understand completely with it. I think that there's room for these guys to be involved in matches, but I don't want it to take over the in, the whole event as well. Like you said, right now we're at the point of we have like two or three of these matches now. It used to be one. I, yeah. When Lawrence Taylor fought Bam Bam, I was cool with it. That's different. Okay, shouldn't have been, been the main event, but it was cool. Yeah, well,
1: HBK and Diesel should have been
0: the main event. This was a topic we almost talked about, and I held off on it. I'm gonna hold off on it again. We can run We can run it back another day. No, but I there's a reason why I think that had to event that okay. show. Okay. okay, save it, save <laughs>
1: Look
0: it. Save at it, save it. Save Look it, at the bro. card, save the card. Um, let me see here. Uh, Logan Paul brings in non wrestling people, does it's he? That's true. true. Maybe, maybe I'd have to see the numbers to prove that, Doug. And I'm not saying you're wrong about that, but I'd like to see it. Um when the crowd finally accepted that Brock and Omos was going to happen, the groan from the crowd TV did didn't make TV. I was there. Ooh. You were there? Yeah. So I must have been bad.
1: I don't I don't think you're lying, McKinney. I bet you it was bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not gonna lie, there were a lot of people online dogging the city last week. Uh Derek included, but when we were talking about it, I was like, Well, Derek, what did they have to get loud for? They, that last week's show was not good in my opinion. They all had nothing awesome to get loud for. Man, Matt <laughs> Matt Lopez says Omos doesn't belong on WWF Free for All. Here we go, <laughs> here we go with this. Nice. No, nice. John Cena puts Austin Theory over at WrestleMania because Cena doesn't need the win. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that, Ace. I'm just trying to say it would be nice if Cena stuck around for a month. If Cena's gonna stay,
1: it will be he could win and then Austin Theory could win it back the next month. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, come kick it for a little bit. I think Cena's coming back too early. See, this feels like his uh remember when Rock came back at like WrestleMania twenty and stuff? Yeah. That's the point. I feel I feel like he still has a contract and they can call him. Like I'm letting you do all this stuff because out of the kindness of we'll just say Vince's heart or whoever is looking at the contract yeah. and they're like, I can call you anytime I need you. So,
1: so let's, let's work I mean, together Rock, on this Rock, thing. In two thousand four, Rock came back two weeks prior. He came back to St. Foley two weeks before, and then "This Is Your Life" Part Two was the week before. So you're saying two weeks is a good. Now this is only three weeks, Conrad. It's not that. or oh, is it four weeks? Uh, I think they have. Well, they got it, a it, month, so four, let's let's four let's four round weeks. it off at three. Okay, so you're saying it's a little bit too early for your taste.
0: Actually, one. So wait, one, two, three. Four. No, okay. it's four. So it's definitely probably too early. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm okay with it. Like, see with Rock back then you could get away with a couple weeks because Rock was such a megastar. Mm-hmm. I don't know with this. I, I need a reason to care for Cena. I need so I need I need something to sink my teeth into with this a little right. bit more. Right. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens for uh for this um derek we're not repeating that Captain Spaulding until we get to aw uh doug said lunch lady sloppy joe match for mania don't give them any ideas bro we got we have a cinnamon toast crunch match coming i don't know who's gonna get that but uh that happens every year for celebrities i by no means am a follower of his but i know uh he has a draw okay for logan paul uh, you want WrestleMania celebrity match that'll bring in viewers and revenue? Book Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny then. I, I think, Sean, you'd be more okay with that, right? Two celebrities wrestling each other?
1: That wouldn't bother me as much as him taking a, a match with Seth Rollins.
0: Or you could even do the Pete Rose thing, like you said. Like, for three years, that was the running gag. Pete Rose was the uh, San Diego chicken. He would get chokeslammed, tombstone. He'd get jacked up every it year. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least Cena shows up unlike people cough cough the rock, cough, cough the people champ. <laughs> XFL, I mean, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He I mean, you know, I guess it is what it is. McKinney said, thank you to me. I've been defending the city all week. We had a few moments, but even between commercials, what the live crowd got was mid. But I have a theory on crowds sitting on their hands. I mean, there's nothing. When it's bad, it's bad. Listen, I live in Buffalo, bro. Sean lives in New York City. I'm going to take a second and be real about wrestling crowds. Sean lives in the mecca of pro wrestling annals in history and time for the most part. I know Chicago fans are getting mad. Boston fans are getting mad. Texas Cali, I don't mean any disrespect, but we know Vince McMahon saw his his side of town, the mecca of right. wrestling. Right. They love it out there. I'm from Buffalo. I I would be one of those fans in New York, and I would go crazy for all that stuff. But I live in Buffalo, so when I go to the event, you know what I get? I don't get Shawn Michaels versus Sid. You know what I get? I get the British Bulldog versus The Undertaker on a house show. And I'm like, yo, what is this, dog? Why am I not getting the good matches? And I understand that. There's a reason for that. And maybe that's the same thing. But I think the better show for you, McKinney, will be when you go to SummerSlam. If you go to the one that's going to be out there. It was Michigan, I believe, they were at last week. So go to that show, and you'll be surrounded more by people who will want to be loud and travel there to go there. That's the best advice that I could give you. For uh, seeing a good show. Now, are you you want to transition, or do you have some more? I got a bloodline picture here. If you wanted to talk about your boy Jay Uso, you got some Jay Uso thoughts, or do you want to talk Iron Man?
1: I think we I think we can go into Jay Uso briefly and then go into Iron Man. Go ahead, I got Um, it up for you. Yeah, I just like I said, we've talked about this a lot, and it doesn't get old. Thank God, it's a really cool storyline, but. I think they're going to go the route that Conrad predicted, that you predicted, Conrad. And I think it, But I just think that the way it's going to work out is going to be status quo. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm going to be a lot more brief this time than I have in the past because there's no reason to continue repeating myself. You have the chance to make Jey Uso a main event guy. Like, really main event Jey Uso. Yes, it took place in the bubble or the, the Thunderdome in 2020. We're not talking about that. We're talking about we can have Jey Uso literally be the man, you know, if they chose to, but they're not going to choose to. They're going to have Jey Uso go against what I want him to do, which is turn on Roman Reigns. And instead, he's going to fall back in line with the bloodline, which is going to lead to the tag team titles being on the line against Sammy and KO. I just, you know, under normal circumstances, I would have signed up for that any day of the week. It's a really good match on paper especially with the ascension of, um, of Sammy Zayn over the last year. But I just think you have potential to make a big step. That, that's pretty much what it's all about for me. Whether it was Jey Uso, whether it was Joe Blow, you know, Mary Sue, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're on the doorstep of making a brand new star. Jey Uso can be a major star. Jey Uso can change the face of the industry. Jey Uso can become a player. He's right there on the doorstep, but for some reason, they're going to push it back. And that's what WWE, where WWE lacks for me, Conrad. I think WWE has been on the doorstep a few times. They've been on the doorstep with Dolph Ziggler, they've been on the doorstep for many guys, but unfortunately, they just decide to, you know what, let's just keep it status quo. Even though you heard Jey Uso get a pop just for standing in there, Jey Uso didn't even do anything in Montreal. He got in the ring and he stood there and just stared at Roman Reigns and the crowd was going insane. What more do you need? But they're going to have him fall back in line with the bloodline. It's going to lead to a tag team title match and we're going to go back to status quo. So I, I've kind of I've kind of put my mind to the at ease with it. I've kind of given up on my my dream, even though technically, Conrad, my dream is still alive because no decisions been made yet. But I, I think what you said is going to happen going
0: to happen. I, I still stand by it, and I always have. But with what you're saying, I can see the frustration, though. Like what you just said, laid it out, and it clicked kind of in my head, too. They've had the opportunity to make stars, and when it's right there in front of you, and you can do it if you just put some work into it and change it. But yeah. it goes back to your classic phrase, WWE, it sounds like a good like idea. A good idea. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> right? Right. Um, Matthew Holland joining us talking about some beef and stew. I don't know if that's what's for dinner or if you smell what the Rock is cooking, but uh, we appreciate that, Matt, and uh, we are doing well here, so please show some love. If you enjoy, subscribe. Check out Hubbard Wrestling Weekly if you're a fan of combat sports and boxing and pro wrestling as well. He's got you covered, so make sure you uh, give him a follow on his social medias. We have those up here as well for you guys. Um, But we're going to transition into talking about the Iron Man match, and the yes. historical significance. Yes. Now, Sean brought this idea up, and I thought it was a better idea than what I had. So, Sean, take it away, my friend.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, it's fresh on everybody, fresh on everybody's mind. Last night at Revolution, we had a really good Iron Man match uh, between Bryan Danielson and MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, you know, I think it's one of those things where you just get nostalgic when a match like that takes place obviously there's only been 18 uh 18 in in my to my recollection wwe iron man matches in history um you know if you count all the 30 minute ones as well which i don't really but i mean that's to each their own um and it just got me thinking about the history of the match and, and and how it's come to be one of the more i guess i want i don't want to say popular because i wouldn't put it in the popular category but i would put it in the most respected category um you know going 60 minutes um, guaranteed is, is a big road to as it relates to hoe um, as it relates to endurance and being able to put on an entertaining match for that amount of time. We all know the very first one took place um, on pay-per-view. On pay-per-view, the first one took place at uh, WrestleMania 12. But a lot of people don't realize that the very first um, Iron Man match, it wasn't under that name, but a match where there was an hour time limit, an hour guaranteed time limit, that is, And the winner was the winner who got the most falls in that 60 minutes was Bret Hart versus Ric Flair in January of 1993 at a house show in the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Bret Hart was successful in that match as he was the world champion and successfully defended against Ric Flair, who was on the way out of the company going back to WCW. Um, You just taught me something there. Yeah, I I, I, I do my research, bro. And then the second one wasn't even Bret Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12. The second one was Bret once again. Bret Hart and Owen Hart, his brother, in the summer of 94, before SummerSlam. It was right after the 4th of July, I believe it was July 7th or 8th, at a live event in Jersey. Uh, Owen Hart was unsuccessful in his attempt to get the title back. He also lost the match three falls to two. So we had two Iron Man matches, and a lot of things, A lot of times, WWE and, and professional wrestling organizations in general like to do test runs at live events. That's a little fun. A little fun fact for you, Conrad, and everybody out there. WrestleMania Eight, um, Hogan and Flair was the original main event, and obviously Hogan had some situation with the steroids. But the real reason, besides that, that they decided not to go that route is because they did a test run at Madison Square Garden and the response wasn't that great. So they decided to do a little bit of a turn in addition to the steroid situation. But I digress. Um, And then you got to the first ever pay-per-view televised Iron Man match, which was HBK and once again, Bret Hart. So Bret Hart was in the first three Iron Man matches. So um, I'll let you go Conrad, but yeah, there's a lot of historical significance. Some of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it have participated in that match. And you have to be one of the greatest and have the most endurance to be able to pull off an entertaining match for an hour.
0: Do you remember your first Iron Man match?
1: I like, I, would, remember I did this? not watch it live. I did not watch it live. I, I saw Brett HBK on, on video cassette. Yes. Okay.
0: I ordered that one, and I remember it. And I'll tell a funny story here in a second. Hopefully my brother doesn't listen to this after, though. Um, the first one I remember seeing built up, though, I'm going to WCW a little bit, as you can see. Mm-hmm. And I love the look of this. But it was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus He's Simply ravishing That's my jam, bro. Yes, that's my jam. Yes, that's, that's a weightlifting song. Um, Rick Rude. I love this. Rick Rude went and he had something to prove when he was in WCW. Him and Ricky Steamboat, I thought, were in the best shape that they were ever in. Um, they they could pull this off, and they went out there and they delivered a great Iron Man match. But when you look at the history of these types of matches, and I put them up here real quick for some of them, the sixty minute ones at least, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels is kind of special to me. Um, a lot of people say it's an overrated Iron Man match, and as a Shawn Michaels fan, I won't argue it too badly with if somebody said that. But when when I saw this match, I thought it was really good at the time. Like for what it was in 1996, I thought it was great wrestling. They did their thing. Is it fun well, tell to you look your at, theory though about what 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 could have been a little tweak that would have made the match better? Oh, I think if you take out the Iron Man match stipulation and they just wrestled for 60 minutes, yes. that could have been crazy. If you just yes. said there's an hour long time limit for this match. But Vince doesn't – he? I think he never liked the time limit thing like in WCW. And I love that with, like, the TV title and all that when you would hear, like, there's old, there's five minutes left in this match. And then you see people start, like, getting on the move, like, yeah, I got to try to win this quickly. They never did it. So I, I just thought that match could have been a lot better if they would have did that. So we ordered that pay-per-view. And let me just say this story. My brother was the biggest Bret Hart fan as kids. He had the Bret Hart action figure. He was sitting there with me watching it. And I was like, oh, let me get the Sean one. I was like, you know, Sean's going to finally do this. He was like, nah, no one's better than Brett. He's the excellence of execution. They're out there wrestling. I see the draw. He sees the draw. And we're like, oh, no. He was like, they were like, Brett keeps the belt. Brett's going up the ramp. Here comes Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, what's he about to say? This match will go to sudden death. And you can see Brett mumbling like, this is BS. This is hot garbage. Brett gets back into the ring. Wham, first super kick. He's down. I was like, oh, he's got to make the penny can. He's too tired. But then when that second one hit, the pin flock. Remember how Brett's legs were? One, two, three. My brother said he hated me. (laughs) He threw the action figure at me right in the mouth. Boom, caught me right in the mouth. And I was still happy. I didn't care. I was just like come on bro come on my brother to this day we laugh about that but he loved bret hart so much back then that he couldn't believe that he lost to Shawn michaels he just i'm I'm gonna be a heel and i'm gonna say that that was a bunch of crap man i was it was announced as a 60 minute
1: match right bret hart was the champion now in any other wrestling situation the draw goes to the champion right so how come that was a conspiracy man that's not fair
0: Listen, man, <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon wouldn't set him up like that. It, it it had to go down that way. Maybe Jose Letherio passed him a couple bucks. I don't they, know what happened. Yes, done. the conspiracy theory lives on, bro. I really you know what? I really love how they set up that match. One of my favorite spots from that match as a kid was the uh super kick to was it Chimble? Yes, yeah, the, it was the, the super kick to Tony Chimel on the outside—I thought that was so unique because I was like, "They just super kicked the, the ring announcer." What? Why did that happen? And was Instead it of- just me or Did he really get Chimel good? Oh, he probably did. You know, they it looked both like Franks he got him there. real good. Yeah, Tony Chimmel went down like a ton of bricks after that, and I thought it was really well done how they laid that match out. I don't—is it one of your favorites, or do you hate it? Like, what, how do you feel about that match going back now, thinking I, about it? I—I I don't,
1: ironically, um, Conrad. I don't hold it in such high regard. I—I I know it's a classic. Um, I'm almost embarrassed. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm almost embarrassed to say that. Um, maybe that makes me a guy that's not real the Iron Man guy because I just. I don't know, but in the same breath I think Rock and Triple H did well. I, I don't know, it's just it doesn't resonate with me the way it does with some,
0: bro. Like, I don't know. Another man named Conrad put it best once. It's you're basically sitting there for 50 55 minutes of nothing and all you really need to see is the last 5 minutes of right, this match. Right, 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 that's true. So, but I think it can be fun if you do it. I'm hearing people say Danielson MJF is the greatest Iron Man match of all time. Maybe that's recency bias creeping in. But they're saying that it's good, and I thought it was very well paced. It, it was. Rob, why you why are you bringing up stuff, bro? That never was said. I did. I didn't hear it as a kid. I didn't hear him say that. He wanted Shawn, to say the boyhood dream had come true. All right. Shawn Michaels is
1: my greatest wrestler of all time for more reasons than than HBK. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I always call him AB. What's his what brother's name? Rob 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 big shout out to Rob I appreciate the quote but I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a background about me two minutes HBK I do think is the greatest in-ring performer of all time but for me the fact that Shawn Michaels was such an a-hole I mean such an a-hole right I mean really an a-hole and turned his life around and became a really really nice guy that's also why I love Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels had a career change. Shawn Michaels had a life change, and I'm not going to preach to you guys. But when Shawn Michaels got God into his life and changed his life and got more about family, I mean that's that's a good story, man. I, I respect I respect Michael Hickenbottom for that. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: Right, and. Uh... McKinney brings up a good point here. He said, Iron Man matches are best suited for wrestlers who can tell the best in-ring stories. Wrestling that doesn't need any gimmicks and just pure wrestling. I think that's why it works so well in New Japan. If you remember the Okada, Kenny Omega 60-minute yes, uh, yes. draws, that's why it works so well, because they're telling a great in-ring story. Uh, Quill says, Brian Danson should be the new AEW champion right now, but sadly that's not the case once again due to get into the MJF's clownery. Uh, who's up next hangman page or who else it could be i think page is definitely one of the people that they can uh consider and we're going to get into that uh momentarily uh that match is where sean made his entrance via zipline this is one of my very first wrestling memories as a four-year-old yes he was uh he was up there dancing brett versus sean was the first uh i ever saw and kind of set the standard. But I know the territory has done it too. That overtime call was uh, thumbs up and there must be a winner. Yeah, right. listen I think I think that match would have been better if they even did it two years later. I just think during that time there was a style of wrestling you wrestled and Brett and then were just doing, oh, we're gonna pull the arm back. We're gonna do a headlock. They were trying to wrestle a technical style like we're trying to beat each other in a athletic competition because we're both baby faces. It just, it, I think it just doesn't translate well into today's world. But Brett and Sean are two of the best performers of all time. You know what I mean? I think it's just, you have to have a, a taste for it. When I watched it live, I don't feel the way that I do now when I go back and watch it. I love I it just
1: live. think they need to switch it up. I think every Iron Man match we've ever seen has started off very slow, and I know they have to pace themselves. But to me, if you're, I'm, just, I'm thinking of Goldberg just because it's a, a sudden move. I don't like Goldberg, but give me a spear in the, in the first 10 seconds. If you're Roman Reigns, give me a spear in the first ten seconds. If you're Shawn Michaels, give me a super kick in the first ten seconds. If you're MGF, MJF versus uh, if you're MJF versus Daniel Brian Danielson, give me a running knee in the first ten seconds. Get everybody excited in the first because they, last night they did the same thing, and again they fought a heck of a match, right? But last night they walked around for four minutes. MJF was throwing water on people in the crowd, which by the way was very uncomfortable for me to watch. Just throwing
0: it out there. Huh? Rumor has it that it was an alcoholic beverage. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was tequila cool. or something else. Yeah, but
1: not cool, not cool. There's being a heel and there's being an idiot. And, you know, we can't allow stuff like that. But anyway, give me something dramatic in the first 10 seconds. You can slow it down. I, I know you have to pace yourself. There's going to be headlocks and arm bars in a 60-minute match. But give me something crazy. And that's what I think. All Iron Man matches lack, bro. I think when you're asked to go 60 minutes,
0: you're going to have lulls, and there's a possibility it could get boring. I'm going to need the historians to remind me. I feel like that never happened in the Iron Man match with Triple H and Rock. I feel like they wrestled that Attitude Era style throughout the entire thing. I'm saying this very low so people don't want to throw tomatoes
1: at me. That's why I consider Rock Triple H the greatest Iron Man match of all
0: time. No, bro, hold on. I'm about to co-sign. That's a great Iron Man match. Okay. There's a lot of hoopla in there and mix mixery. The the finish, eh. You right. know what I mean? A little bit right. of like, okay, why'd you do that? But with the last few seconds, you were into it, the way they did it. But I, I, mean, I thought it I was tell, really When I tell people,
1: Conrad, that I think H versus Rock was the best Iron Man match of all time. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, just think about the way the that-
0: Think about it. That's all. Just think. I think the style worked for them back then, though, where they could go through the crowd. There's no count outs. You know what I mean? Like, you can get away with a lot of that stuff. With Danielson and them, Danielson wanted to wrestle. Like, he, he's Ring of Honor. Like, he's from, you're You, you going to be on this map for a long time. There's going to be a lot of sweat and dirt on this bad boy. Um, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar, that's another That's one of my favorite cardio ones to watch. Yeah. Wrestling Machines, I, I'd i say them and uh Michaels and Bret Hart, you could tell got into shape for those matches. Absolutely, like Kurt, Kurt and Brock were just always in shape and they wanted to do that. It was just a, a test of wills, and they were so good at the time. And uh, the one I don't like too much is Randy Orton, John Cena with like the pin falls, and you gotta like wasn't that the one where you had to wait and let him get up? Yes. Yes. I did not like that. I preferred how AEW did it last night where it was like, you can pin any time. The match continues no matter what. The and greatest Cena-Orton Cena,
1: um, match and the Cena, Cena-Orton moment only needed one second. And that's no way out before WrestleMania 24. John Cena couldn't wait for his title shot at WrestleMania. So he got it early and... Randy Orton got himself disqualified by slapping Mike Chioda in the face. That will forever be the greatest. If you haven't seen it, Google it. YouTube it. Cena versus Orton. NWO. No way out. Cena is about to lose, and he slaps Kyoto in the
0: face and gets him disqualified. And the crowd went crazy. I love it. I
1: love it. Um, let me see
0: here an Ironman match, your cardio as well as your in-ring skills have to be immaculate. Otherwise, it doesn't work, period. I, I agree. You have to have the right people for an Ironman. Uh, Matt Holland said, I wanted to to win the AW Women's Championship. We're going to get into that in a second. Yes. Um, McKinney says, re-watching the Ironman match is like watching The Sixth Sense again, knowing you know the twist <laughs> at the end. Of. I get the Truly. analogy. Matt Lopez says Rock versus Triple H Iron Man is underrated. I talked yeah. to a lot of people who appreciate yes, that match. So like when Sean said it, he's I think he's one of the people that knows. Like, listen, people say Bret and Sean is overrated, but then the Rock Triple H one is some people's favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not wrong. I, I I just I think it's a really good match that people should check out. Rob says, how do you think in an all out blood fuel fueled brawl, uh, for five to ten minutes to start an Iron Man match would work? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work, but you
1: could have one finisher
0: in the first minute of a match. Because if you – well, let me. I'm if trying you, to think. Like I if said, if you do that, to be psycho you're going to bring the the low points in the middle. Maybe that could work. You get the fans into it. Then you start doing your wrestling moves, chain it up, lay down for a little bit, get some pinfalls, mix them in there. Yeah. You, maybe. Maybe. It's a test. You can always test it. I think you have to try something new in these matches all the time. We're not, it, we're not being not realistic we're, over here. We're not saying that
1: there should be, you know, the the match at and twenty to nineteen with wall to wall action for all sixty minutes. Not at all.
0: Yeah, and I I wanted to bring up uh, NXT Takeover Respect. Sasha right. and Bailey. As you Iron Woman match. I thought this was a classic as well. Look at where Sasha couldn't uh grab her hand for the bank statement. One of my favorite spots is where Bailey is stomping the hand so that she can't lock it in and she defeats her. It, it's so great. It's so good, man. I think an Iron Man match telling the right story works. It does. It does. It works. Um Revolution, Sean. Unless you Do you have anything more you want to add to the significance of this? We can go to that B-minus show that took place last night. Wow, is that how you feel? Yeah, is know. that how you really feel? I
1: do. I do. We can do, wow. We can go into that, that 6C-plus B-minus show that took place last night.
0: The slander cannot go. The hey, slander. I'm being real with you, bro. I like this show a lot. I, I can tell think by was your reaction. I time. can tell by your show
1: that you did last night. By the way, every Wednesday night, go to the EPW channel for Dynamite Reviews. Last night, he did uh, a Revolution review with Derek. Um, I could tell that you liked the show last night, but if I didn't. I thought it was okay.
0: Really? Yep. Okay. Um, do you want to go through each match? What do you want? What do you want? Do you want just overall thoughts? Yeah, what we you can just go like overall thoughts, man. There
1: were some things that stood out. I really enjoyed the Ruby, um, Ruby Soho turn. Um, I, I predicted that a lot of people predicted that, um, I think that she um, did what she was supposed to do. I like the whole outsiders thing that they have with Soraya and Tony storm. It makes sense. Maybe you'll have somebody who's an outsider who will turn again, or maybe not turn, or maybe there'll be a surprise of who may turn and align with who. I don't think the alignment people aligning with people in this storyline is over. I don't, I think there's more people coming out. I think you brought up somebody that you thought was going to go with Britt
0: and Hater Jay Cargill is my pick. I think she'll be the last person who goes over there, though. Um, I think there's room for Athena with uh, Soraya on that side. I think Athena can end up joining them. I think she's been putting in good work. I know a lot of people are like, oh, bring in Naomi. Bring in uh, Mercedes Monet. If if, If you're not getting either of them and you can stick with who's been there this whole time and who deserves it, I'd say Athena. She's put in the work. She's gotten some flack from people. Why are you doing this? Why are you wrestling like this? You're hurting people. Why are you hitting so hard? And it's like other people hit hard and no one complains. So I say give it to her. And I think Jay Cargill can stand out and kind of be the savior of the other team. That, what do I want to call it, the proverbial X factor. When they put that person on the team, it's like, okay, game changer. Blood and guts. Now you can do it. Boom. Where does Britt Baker go from here? She's kind of getting lost in the shuffle, man. I think they've put it on pause, but I think Britt Baker's going to turn on Jamie. Okay, okay. Eventually, but not now. I think now you kind of got to keep them together so that you can show, like, Britt's still tough, Britt still got it. But before you would see – pay attention to those interviews sometimes. Britt gives the little odd eyes, like she's looking at the belt or she's like, okay, you don't – you want to talk to me? Or Britt was taking over the mic time, kind of like, yeah, and when we get out there, we're going to do this, this, and this. And it's like, well, she's the champ. Yeah, good point. A little bit of underlying jealousy there that you can't really pick up on all the way, all the way unless you're really looking for it. Right? Yeah. Just got to just gotta go with that. Yeah. Um... Quills brings up a match I know you weren't fond of some people may agree or may disagree with me but my match of the night for Revolution was Moxley, Hangman, Page, point blank period, oh you you picked the wrong guy to bring this up to Sean so was not over.
1: a fan I, am, I hope they never wrestle again I am so over this, it's not even funny bro, they did rest, they did a good job last night, it was a blood fest. they did good, they did good but my god man I am so bored by these guys. This is corny now. It's like last night was like Moxie Page 47. Like I mean, come on, man. Like not Moxie Page 3, not Moxley Page 4. It was Moxley Page 47. I'm sick and tired of them continuing to AEW has that problem. They give us matches over and over and over.
0: That's real WWE, bro. Real WWE. Ooh. I don't feel that same way about those matches. I, I can't tell you too many matches that they kept running back like that, other than maybe like Cody and Sammy uh, when they were I'm trading saying, the TNT bro. title. Okay.
1: We can agree to disagree, bro. I'm just saying I think AEW is starting to uh, – it's, it's getting, a little,
0: getting a little predictable, a little predictable. Predictable Predictable's not bad. Like uh-huh. I said, you want a surprise, I got a dog who can come and show you a surprise right on the floor surprise oh my god I mean,
1: come on man it's like give me a break okay yes how many how many times i mean we know moxie's a, uh, a tough guy and Paige's a tough guy and the concussion storyline and oh they're bleeding again and uh, oh here comes the barbed wire that doesn't really cut anyone because if it cuts you on the face how come it's not cutting you on the hand when you wrap it around the hand to punch somebody with it it's like come on man like right, enough is enough. Like, give me a. I'm tired of this crap, man. It's like, um, it's like, okay, Mox and Paige, If they are in the ring together on Wednesday, I swear I'm gonna like. I mean, I'm gonna lose my crap, man.
0: No, I think I think this show was a lot of ending of feuds. Someone just brought up a match that I want to talk about. Uh, Lopez said that it was a brutal, and Mox needs a vacation. Um. I'm with Hub. Thumbs up. I gave it a B plus. No build. Jungle Boy match didn't get good till the end. I don't agree with that. I thought Jungle Boy and Christian's match was really fun. Christian number one, the man wrestled in a it wasn't a buried alive. What did I'm they call it? To a to last to burial. Yeah, last in a turtleneck, bro. Sean, when's the last time you wore a turtleneck, bro? I knew you had them south pole joints tournament with the chain. My mother forced me to wear a turtleneck when I was eleven. Listen, I used to rock those joints at high school. I don't care. They were, they were good at hiding things if you had anything on your neck. So listen, you used to rock that joint with a little chain. Christian went out there and cut the sleeves off one. He had the tactical neck on. It was fire. I loved that match. And I thought the visual effect was so much cooler. It was video game-esque, and they did it in person. Christian went in. He slammed the lid. Boom, he just dropped down like he was on a roller coaster, and then smoke popped up. That's way better than you're sitting well, there with a well, shovel. While you, finish your thought, while
1: you finish your thought, keep going. But I leave McKinney's comment up there because I have more to talk about. He hit the nail on that on
0: everything. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm going to keep bringing it up. And he he better than shoveling dirt on somebody. Or imagine telling Mick Foley, I'm going to need you to take this bump off the SmackDown stage as you go slide <laughs> into a grave. Come on, man. Like, that's just crazy to me. Uh, he said that it didn't get good till the end. Tag match was especially uh, adding OC and Dan Houser was a no for me. But we see, I saw why they did it now. It was so that Dan Houser could take the pen so you don't ruin the acclaim and the guns can keep the titles. I'm okay with it. And then they still, and they knew, okay, this might be seen as a weaker match. Who comes back? FTR. People went crazy for him. It worked. It worked and Warlo and Joe could have main evented rampage that they were in a tough spot they they were in the cooldown spot you're not getting over that that trios match man you're not you're not imagine going out there after Kenny Omega and them just did that i'm like we're dead <laughs> we're dead let's make it short and sweet and that's what they did i thought they did the best with what they had we got dead air space here dead air
1: Sean Moxley and Adam Page. What did they do to? They shouldn't be in the same ring with each other for another year. Ward, I don't think you're gonna see Wardlow. It. Wardlow makes me want to puke. They, I mean, I am so, so over that guy. Like that guy. Well, to get over somebody, you have to be on another front. I am done. He brought Samoa Joe down a level, and I am sick inside. He brings the TNT title down a level. He is a low-budget Goldberg, and I don't even like Goldberg, okay? You see, now you got me going. Now, now I'm getting mad because, first of all, first of all, the Trios match was the only really good match of the night. The tag title match was trash. You understand me? The tag title match was trash. The world title match was was okay. It was a B, but a B shouldn't be a main event of a main pay per view. It should be an A. Okay, it was should be an A. So the main event was a B. The tag title match was an F. You understand me? An F. The TNT title match was an F. That pay per view was mid, bro. That pay per view was mid. AEW has done better. I'm sure they will do better again in the future. But Revolution was a disappointment, Conrad. A disappointment. uh, uh, Like I said, Danielson and MJF, it was good. But that's a main event of one of your four pay-per-views. Damn it, you have four pay-per-views a year. I need A-plus on the main event every single time. The tag title match was a disgrace. A disgrace the trios match was amazing no question about that absolutely amazing the page moxley match was okay it was okay it wasn't anything spectacular it wasn't anything we haven't seen before that pay-per-view was mid bro that pay-per-view was mid wow. Wow. straight up bro straight up and i and you and conrad tell me in front of all these people you know, I love AEW. I am the biggest AEW supporter there is. Last night, they dropped the ball. Last night was not their best effort.
0: Wow. Wow. I really like the show. Maybe I went in with super low expectations. I don't know. I liked it. I, I, everything made sense to me why they made the moves that they move. And I think on Wednesday we're going to start seeing a build towards double or nothing with something different. Now, is the Owen Hart Cup going to be involved? We don't know yet. But I think those are things to uh, plan out and see if we're going to have to look forward to them. But I think a lot of these feuds are dead now. I don't know if Christian's gone. There's rumors Christian's contract's finished. I don't know if that's true. Um, I'm going to grade the entire show, bro, and I'm going to go through it real fast. Starks, Jericho,
1: B+. Jungle Boy, Christian, C. House of Black, Elite, A. Hater, Baker, Soraya, C. With an A+, swerve at the end. Adam Page versus Moxley. It would have been an A if we hadn't seen it 47 times. That means it's a B minus. Warmlow versus Joe F. Guns versus Acclaim versus Lethal and Jarrett. First of all, Jarrett should have been in the match. As much as I respect Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett should not be in the match. And then you have uh Cassidy and Danhausen. I like them. Not supposed to be in that match. Um D. And then Brian Danielson and MJF was a B. To me, that averages out to C plus. B minus, C minus, somewhere in that range, bro. Somewhere in that range, not impressed. Not impressed.
0: Ooh. ooh we got some not disagreement. Not impressed. Some, some do agree though. See, I see De- Deanna.
1: See, that's, that's probably around or along the lines of what I would I would understand. She, she disagrees with me, but her see her um, expectations were low. So she disagrees because her expectations were low, and then they exceeded her low expectation. I can respect that.
0: See, here's the weird feedback that I keep hearing with AEW, and it keeps coming back to this. Sorry, I'm getting a little feedback on on your end. On the speakers. But but the the weird thing with this is, I heard people talk about dynamite. And Dynamite was good for like seven weeks straight. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like Dynamite's great, Dynamite's great. Then all of a sudden for two weeks, it was kind of eh, and I'll admit it too. I thought I felt the same way. But then all of a sudden I was like hearing, but there's no build to anything. And I'm like, so wait a minute. How were the shows good? What were they building to that if the shows were good? You get what I'm saying? Like if you care about the build, wouldn't the shows be bad then? So I was confused by all of this. So they lowered your expectations going into You're like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do on this show. But then I thought they made all the right moves. You had Ricky Starks win because Jericho doesn't need the win. Also, Ricky Starks needs to get away from Jericho and the JAS. Dan Housen and them being in the match, was it a little extra? Yeah, but Orange Cassidy is one of their top draws. if you guys I like Orange look- Cassidy. I like Orange Cassidy, yes. Well, I'm bringing up YouTube numbers, and I feel like they forced them in on this, and they could have put a different tag team in there, yes, but they were like, okay, we're giving it to Orange and Dan Housen. Dan Housen's not hurt by losing, ever, because he's that character, and the people love and, the character. And by, and anyway. by the way, Deanna really
1: kind of agrees with me, but she's just saying it in a different way, respectfully. She's saying that her her expectations were low, so that's why the show. My expectations were high. So at the end of the day, we're kind of saying the same thing, respectfully. And it looks like McKinney, he may not think be as passionate about it as I am. But if there were, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting you, Big Dog. Uh, shout out to McKinney. If there were a few, I'm putting "few" in air quotes for those listening on audio. And I'm not saying it to be uh, to be condescending or to joke on you. I'm saying it as a compliment, McKinney. If there were a few matches. Now, Conrad, I want you to follow me on this, big dog. McKinney, which I agree with, McKinney's saying there were a few matches that bring down the overall grade. Now, let's just stop and pause for a second. There were eight matches on the pay-per-view. If there were a few matches that didn't live up to expectations, then what exactly are we disagreeing about? Not a daggone thing. The pay-per-view wasn't what it wasn't a see that's the thing. It wasn't a dud of a pay-per-view. It wasn't a dud. But for me to say that the pay-per-view didn't live up live up to expectations, I'm saying basically the same thing.
0: It was a disappointing night to me. I, I, I fall along the lines more with Deanna. I don't know who was in the review yesterday, but if you hear me and Derek talk about it, it's it sounds different than Sean. But I could see a pay-per-view like this being like that. Because I, I think one thing that we'll all agree on. Where some of the matches could have been built better. We had a lot of the same builds. Wardlow Wardlow was hurt. And once again, I just want people to know there's another there's another woman in the chat calling him war daddy. The man is popular with the ladies. I'm telling you. Okay, him so, being popular with the ladies, what's that supposed to mean to me? I, I, I know you don't care. But we're talking <laughs> about an audience of people. I, I know you don't care about what I don't care about that part, gotcha. but the, gotcha. the women who come in, they love him. I, gotcha. I don't know what it is. At least people who watch me, they, they come in, they're like, oh, yeah, War Daddy, <laughs> let me tell oh, you. Fair enough. But he's got his fans, and Deanna's putting in there all the different things for the matches. I thought each match, if it if it landed and it was like a B plus, they found a way to take it over with uh, an angle. Like I said, the tag matches one where I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling this much too much. The guns win. You hear a pin drop. They're kind of like those nails on the chalkboard type heels. You're like, okay, yeah, I Billy really talked to him well. I get it. But then, when it finally happens, you're like, yo, FTR is back? Let's go. You, you I can't, can't do that, Conrad. You can't do that, bro. You cannot
1: do that. You cannot talk about FTR as it relates to the delivery of the match.
0: The match was trash. But I See, I, I put all that into one because they oh, knew that okay. beforehand I, that I, they were going to incorporate it. Right. Okay. I guess it. I guess it depends on how you see it when but you're that's grading the match. I get, I get what you're saying. I count it like if there's a promo after the match, I'm like, okay, what are what are we trying to tell here? Uh-huh. Okay, I get it. That works. They. I thought each time they did something after or before it enhanced the matches. I even thought the pre-show was better, with Renee Paquette and R.J. City in different places interviewing people. Like Renee's in the crowd, R.J.'s in the back, kind of by the doors where people are coming oh, hey, in. Hey, they, uh-huh. they definitely took it up a notch for the pre-show. I agree. It was much better than four people standing around making predictions about foolishness and True. just talking about whatever they wanted, True. laughing with their True. friends, <laughs> yucking it up. True. True. I'm sorry, but um, again, I, I, just to bring this whole thing back home, I graded the show a C
1: plus B minus. I didn't grade it a D. You know, I, I I thought it was a you know, it was it worth was it worth forty nine ninety nine? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know.
0: I I don't know if it was worth fifty bucks. I'll tell you off air. They, uh, so, <laughs> and, and I did pay for it, for the record, but I'll tell you off air. All right. um, I love Ricky Starks going over the trios match was insane and done well. Yeah, the tri- they lost a lot of build, too, because of uh, people couldn't get their visa issues. Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's why the Lucha Bros were missing. There were other factors within this, and maybe that's why you had to get another Hangman Mox match. You see, in my head, people are probably like, oh, you're making excuses, but I'm also being a realist. Imagine being Tony right. Khan. He talked after on the media scrum. I thought the media scrum wasn't the greatest either. But when they were talking, I was like, yo, this makes a lot of sense, bro. Like some of the things he was like, yeah, I wanted to do this, this, and this for two weeks, but I couldn't because I had other issues I had to deal with. Like you you can book whatever you want, right. but real life's going to get in the way at the end of the day. This is true, just, just like, just like
1: your, your your solid, accurate point about Jey Uso. You can't hit your
0: wagon to him because of the outside the ring issues. Right, because what what if a law changes and then that's that's a factor now. That's oh, a problem you're, you're for me. You're 100 percent right. <laughs> that all that stuff changes the game, and I think Sean went in with high expectations. Listen, AEW's pay-per-views. I don't think I've given one. Uh, did I give one a C? I did give one a C plus. I think. I think it was All Out 2020. I did not like that show too much, but most of the shows have been B plus, A minus range. I'll say. Now I'm not saying they're all classics each time we've had a few of them but they're not all classics but there's a high level of expectation for them versus Actually, the when, you, I when i when i go into wwe bro i have no expectations i'm like last that's a perfect say last night if last night had
1: wwe on the marquee i would have graded that show an a a plus because I don't expect nothing from WWE. If last night was a WWE production and it played out the exact same way, I would have said that was an A show. But I expect more from AEW, bro. I just do. I just
0: do. Right. Deanna said that she was hoping that uh, Paige slash Soraya didn't get hurt in the match. I respect it. I like the Ruby swerve. Me, Me too. too. It was weird. It, it In reality, when you think of those things, though, it doesn't make sense. She threw them out the ring and then she was like, yeah. You know what I mean, but it was, I get it. It was well done for wrestling. Now Mox and Hangman give me a different take on it. I, I think they can back off of that match for now. Like like Sean said, I'm kind of over it at this point. Moxley can go recharge his batteries. We don't even know what they're doing with Blackpool Combat Club. Those are the issues I have. Like, are Yuta and Claudio heels now, or are, is Brian in the BCC? Those are questions you need to answer. I think he needs he needs. Writers or people who are going to help him fill in those little gaps, I think, Agreed. for AEW. Uh, Quill says Wardlow had to win the title storyline-wise. Makes sense in regards to Will Hobbs based on their previous interaction. I, I I thought Hobbs was going to win when they had that triple threat, truthfully. Uh, I see what they're doing with MJF, but him beating Danielson, not my call. Would have liked to have seen an end-of-match beat down MJF walking away, yes. Uh, Matt Lopez loved the pre-show setup. So, do I. so, I have to watch a trash match to get an angle pop at the end? No, nah, but there you go. Really I agree. That's exactly news. what I'm saying. But we got Dan Housen Wrestling. I was okay with this. Well, you got the acclaimed. I thought the rap was weak, but you got what you asked for with that. You got the rap. You got to see them in the ring. They protected their two top tag teams, the champs and the former champs, within this. Jared and Lethal really don't need to be protected, but they didn't take the pin either. Danhausen's going to be fine because him and Orange aren't really a tag team all the time. I get it, and I don't think the match was trash. Was it the weakest match on the card? Sure, but FTR being part of it was planned from the get-go. They knew what they were doing. Ah, It's a mediocre match, right? Don't, 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 don't. Okay, let's spice it up a little bit and get the people back up. They knew what they were doing. Um, it was a WWE pre-show, and I liked the difference. I think it was better than that. Juggernaut, yeah, the I pre-show, used to The, the paper. pre-show was definitely a step up. It was. <laughs> Juggernaut
1: saying, the, pre-show, the pre-show didn't do him any favors. You know why? Because the pre-show got me super hyped.
0: Oh, well, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros, that was a good tag team. Yeah. It was kind of sad to me, too, when I was like, oh, he's watching two brothers tag with him, and he doesn't have his yeah. brother. But Mark Briscoe so spiritual and has love for his brother that I think it lifted him up. Like, that's what I loved about it. And it was a basic story. Heel manager. He gets thrown into the match. They cheat because of that. Oh, we're bad guys. Boo us. Yay. Then they came in and did what they did. Froggy Bo, And they get the win. I loved it. It was wrestling 101. It was simple. Facts. Cool, cool said the tag match had no business being a four-way anyway. If you wanted to, if you wanted a better match, you would have just did the guns versus the acclaimed. They knew what they were doing. Right. I promise you. I promise you that. I will say, Sean, the tag title match of who was in it, they could have had better teams. Yeah, true. You guys are – I don't I don't disagree with that. I think – just hey. to interject, I think Conrad – what Conrad
1: is saying um, is that they may have done the tag title match incorrectly on purpose because of the FTR return. Um, but what I'm trying to say is what McKinney is saying, which is I didn't pay for that. I, I didn't pay for a five-minute – a five-second pop because of FTR's FTR's return is awesome, but I was looking forward to that tag match. I wanted to see the Acclaim regain the belts. And even though the Acclaim didn't regain the belts, we talked about how it would make sense for the guns to retain.
0: That would have been fine. But it was really – it was it was dry, bro. It was dry. Right? Derek was calling uh, Brody King Captain Spaulding. If you've uh-huh. ever seen uh, that Rob Zombie movie, knock it off, Derek um we got people calling john cena fruity pebbles in the chat what up rated uh i kind of figured ruby soho would have ended up joining saray and tony storm due to her also being a wwe import yeah 100%. i mean I, I would hope everybody saw that mox hangman equals jungle boy christian over it uh, but christian De- was deanna out deanna is not deanna is not that much
1: against me bro Deanna and me are on the same page more than even I think she, she We're saying a lot of the same things, bro. Last night was last night was kind of, I don't
0: know. Man. Yeah. I guess it's split. Maybe maybe it's split amongst the fans. I might have to put a poll out to see what yeah. people really thought of this. I say BCC on the verge of being healed wouldn't it shock me if they turned Brian – uh derek saying he has to disagree i don't know with who if it was with me you or someone in the chat uh i would love to see dan and lethal comedy angle i think lethal should stay away from that lethal's in incredible shape and you only got so much time to use him so True. i don't think he needs to be doing that True. if it was a wwe show it would have cost uh 9.99 that price tag is hefty right <laughs> uh mark sterling aka jim cornett jr look yeah he did look like a little uh corny Jocelyn, I love Orange and Danhausen, but the Butcher and Blade top flight or 80s tag team guys from Dark could have been in it. You could have put someone different in it. Like I said, I think they did it. They knew who's not going to be hurt by this pinfall Orange and Danhausen. You needed a babyface team to take the pinfall. You don't want to beat top flight. You, You. I see it. I hear I hear you guys on it. Listen, I was the most critical of the tag match. I was mad when Butcher and the Blade got eliminated and by Dan Housen, and he didn't do anything in the match. Right. And the that Butcher was wrong, was, too. I agree. That was wrong. Yo, Butcher and Blade should get pushed. I won't even get into that. That's probably some Buffalo bias. But she said, but I did enjoy it. So, okay.
1: okay, okay. But, but see, again, of- again, before you move on to the next comment, I enjoyed it, too. I, if I say something, listen, I average B's in high school. So to me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm saying it's a B minus, when I brought home a B minus on the test, I got
0: ice cream. I don't know about you. <laughs> you know, no, I went to Catholic school, fam. That joint, that, joined, that I, your B minus was probably a C in my school. <laughs> I, I went to Catholic school, bro. I went to private school. Right. I brought home a wait, B. What, wait, what was the F for you? Huh? What was F? what was well, like I a failing
1: grade? No in my house. I wasn't bringing no d's in my house.
0: No, no, but what was the what was the uh equivalence though of an F 70. like 75 for me, bro? Yo, imagine uh-huh. that, bro. I'm like, yo, I got a 77. I'm about to get crushed when I go home. I'm Other kids would as, as long, long as like, bro, you got a C. And I'm like, no, that's a I'm, D. Well, as, <laughs> long was a, D? as long as it was a B, something with a B uh
1: in behind my name, my parents were happy. But I think the show a B minus. I don't think that's a terrible grade. I just think that
0: I don't know, man. But no, Deanna. I think she's agreeing with you more. It's starting to sound more like she invited, but she said I gave it a B, LOL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, last night, me and De- a lot of people were riding with us in the chat. Me and Derek were up in the uh, like A minus range. I, I thought a, it was really a- good. Minus.
1: A shout I, out to Derek. A minus
0: for yes. for revolution. Yes, I thought they – bro, you could have royally screwed this up by who you had win. Jericho wins. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? You're burying your younger talent well, by doing right, that. They didn't right, do like that. A-minus. Yeah, Did you see, see the Jungle Boy Christian match? I loved it. I thought it was great. You I, thought I Christian thought and Jungle Boy was great? Yes. I saw people saying, dare I say, Christian is way better than Edge at this point in their careers. Oh my
1: god in heaven. I don't know what you were watching last night. And if Derek feels the same way, I don't know what he was watching either. We,
0: that we, was not, I liked it. that was not their best effort. When Christian threw the dirt in his face, I was like, bro, that's what someone would really do in one of these fights. Like, bro, get out of here. I'm not messing I, with you. I'm
1: about I, to beat you I, up. I don't that. know, man. I don't know. I thought that they let people down last night. And a B is not a B minus is not a horrible grade, but I think people were looking for A minus. A minus.
0: Good Lord, I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was up to almost great standards. I don't think I, thought, I ever yeah. disagree with you this vehemently. I've disagreed with you in the That's past, right. but
1: I've never disagreed with you this vehemently. I think you. I'm going to go out, with my brother, and say, I
0: think you are dead wrong. Like, like a minus. Right. I, I think people are being too harsh on this. I think that Ooh. AEW put they put their best foot forward with what they had. That's what they had. Listen, the next problem about to be coming up, and I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be insufferable with this CM Punk stuff. It's going to be bad on the Dynamite reviews. It's right. going to be fine. When Punk comes back, I want to hear all that same energy people had. The apology better be as loud as the disrespect right. when them ratings keep right. coming in and they're not good. And when Punk comes back, I don't want to hear nothing. He got chanted for last night. I heard people, well, let's shut this down right away. I don't want to hear his voice. He did nothing wrong. He aired grievances about people. He didn't talk about the whole locker room like they sucked. He talk, He he, made, he said names. If I have a problem with you, I'm going to say your name. I'm not right. going to sit up here and be like, oh, well. Uh, it was. There were no subliminals. CM Punk doesn't pull punches. Was he a jerk that night? 100%. But when he comes back, I'm going to let people know. And we're going to see how the elite manage things after this. We're going to see if the Young Bucks are really as forgiving as they portrayed themselves to be. Because all, all the elements are going to be back in the same room again. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what's going to happen? Is Punk going to change? Are they going to change? It's going to be interesting. And did Tony change? Did Tony learn anything from any of this? Probably not. Probably not. We shall see. But Punk doesn't have someone back in his corner. Wait, what happened with Stokely versus Hook? That was uh on, wait, was that Dynamite? No, Stokely got out of that match, didn't he? I think he picked a representative for it. Or does, did that match happen? I don't remember now. I don't remember, it happening. So cool. I don't remember it happening. Yeah. <laughs> Derek's upset that Deanna brought up Derek like a trios match, and that never happened. See? Conrad, I love that pocket sand reference. See? From Dale. That's what it was. Pocket sand. You didn't see that coming, did you, Jungle Boy? Uh, Warning, Vince McMahon is backstage at Raw. We're ending the show. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> guys thank you so much for being here the look of disappointment on our faces due to matt lopez reporting that i hope you're joking when i when i close this and end this i i think i think he's being legitimately honest right now and that's that's terrifying Wow. Jocelyn said I have to be on here when Punk comes back. You know I'm going to be laughing in everybody's face. Remember that? He could never come back. He assaulted a worker. You're getting assaulted every time you're in the ring. I've heard 20 other people assault people in AEW. It's not its not that big a deal. People are making it a big deal. <laughs> let it go (laughs) it's over you need him more than he needs you it's the best type of money it's the best relationship to have oh you need me sure what can i do for you yeah so it's gonna be funny this man backstage backstage makes me not want to watch raw right now (laughs) like i don't know we're gonna have to try to get through this um Sean, do you have anything you want to promote, send? You take us out of here, because the Vince McMahon thing's got me upset. It I don't want to talk me about it. You
1: did too, man. Um, nothing special to promote. Just subscribe to Hubber Wrestling Weekly. Subscribe to EPW. Um, check out the merch on both ends. You know what I'm saying? I got the Clash. If you're looking for Clash merch, I got the Clash merch on, on, in my store as well. Um, Yeah, man. I The Vince McMahon thing brought me down. But, yes. B A a minus a minus forever. A minus, no disrespect, bro. Don't disrespect. I don't know, like, I don't know, but anyway. Um, for the brother Conrad Cushman, I am Sean Hubbard, and this is Clash of the Podcast. Next week, 605, same time, same channel. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, man. We are just really excited. It's WrestleMania season. Hopefully, WWF, WWE doesn't screw it up. Um, but you know. If there's any good ideas out there, you know what that means. So for that being said, EPW, Hubbard Wrestling Weekly, Clash of the Podcast. We're out of here. See you next week.